was saying in that was, is that your faith is a seed. And you don't need any more of it. You just need to use what you got. And you need to put it into action. You need to put it into motion. And when you put your faith into motion, it will begin to operate. Whether it looks like it's operating or not, it will work. Jesus said you would have to say. He said if you, they wanted to increase their faith, and he said you just need to use what you got. And when you use what you've got, the experience that you gain from that escalates. And it becomes more prominent. And so we're going to talk about power of confessing the word. And we're going to look at the scripture in Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. And in the Greek, the, most of your translations in the English translate this correctly with the proper uh, sentence structure. And so sometimes in the Greek... They place words differently than we do. And so sometimes we have to mix those words up to make them make sense in English, right? There's a different sentence structure. And so sometimes when they're translating, they actually try to fix it for us in English, and they did not need to fix it. And so for the most part, most of your English versions have this scripture translated correctly, but it doesn't seem to make sense unless you think through what it says. And so it says this, God at various times and in various ways spoke in times past to the fathers by the prophets, who has in these last days spoken to us by his son, whom he has appointed heir of, heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding. Now, that word upholding means to bear up. It means to lift up. It means to put you on solid ground. It has the ability, the Word of God has the ability to uphold you, to support you. Now, if there's things that we try to do on our own or do them because somebody else said them, they're not going to work and you're going to look foolish. But if you do them according to the Word of God, it's the Word of God that has the power to uphold you. It is the word of God that has the ability to uphold you. Now, he says this, and upholding all things, now notice the sentence structure, by the word of his power. Now, some of your later translations try to say through the power of his word, but he did not say through the power of his word. It's a great difference between the two. If he had said the power of his word, it would indicate that the word has power, but there's power elsewhere that God contains. But in saying by the word of his power, he is saying that all of his power is in his word. Does that make sense? And it's that word that can uphold you. It's that word that can uphold us. And so he says, upholding all things by the word of his power. When he sat down, when he had by himself purged our sins and sat down in the right hand of the majesty. Now, when he says the word of his power, the word power there in the Greek really means ability. God's ability is in his word. And when you see God all through the ages doing anything, he's always doing it through his word. It was his word that created the planets and the earth and everything that's in it. God said it and there was. It was his word that had his power. It was his word that had his ability. So the ability of God is in his word. God's ability is in his word. And so the, the uh, scripture here, let's look at scripture, uh, uh, 1 Corinthians one twenty-eight. I'm so, I, I, I love teaching this subject. And so I get a little excited and get ahead of myself. But 1 Corinthians one twenty-eight says, that the base things of the world, I notice this, and the base things of the world and the things which are despised, God has chosen, and the things which are not. Now there's a deep revelation here that if you see it, it'll radically change your life. And the things that, see, God's chosen the things which are not to bring to nothing things at all. He's chosen things that you cannot see, feel, touch or taste to bring to naught, to bring to nothing, reduce to zero everything that you can feel, see, touch or taste. 
anything that is contrary to the Word of God. See, the Word of God is unseen. You can hear it, but you can't see it, right? And so you, the, the Word of God is unseen, and what he's saying is that he, you can take the Word of God and bring to nothing the things that are. You can use the Word of God to change the circumstances in your life. You can use the Word of God. You can't see the Word of God, but it, you, you understand what I'm saying here in this principle. He's saying he can you take the things that are not and bring to nothing things that are. Now, if you are sick and healing, which is in the Word, can bring to nothing the sickness that is in your body. See, you can take the Word of God and bring to nothing the thing that is, the thing that is, the sickness that is in your body, the poverty that you may experience, the circumstances that you are facing, you can take the word of God and bring it to nothing. Hallelujah. Isn't that good? You can take the word of God and rule over those circumstances, those situations. And you see, it's the word that has the ability. In it. We just got through seeing that it's the word of God that has the ability. It's the word of God that has the the, the power in it to bring to nothing the thing that you're experiencing. See, the Word of God tells you that you're the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. The Word of God says that if you give, it is given unto you. Good measure, shaken together, running over, shall men give unto your bosom. The Word of God says that by his stripes you are healed. The Word of God says that, that greater is he that's in you than he that's in the the Word of God says that in Galatians 3.13 that Christ has redeemed you from the curse of the law. So any of those things that are that are attaching itself to you that are contrary to the Word, you can take the Word and bring it to nothing. Hallelujah. Isn't that good? You take the Word and do it. You take the Word of God and you bring those things to nothing. The Word of God will reduce them to zero, the Scripture says. That's what it means. Reduce them to zero. Hallelujah. Now, I want to look at this scripture here in verse Romans 4, 17. It says, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. In the presence of him whom he believed, God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Ain't that something? You see, when God was looking out, when he created the earth, there was nothing there but darkness. Pastor talked about that Sunday. And what did he do? He called for light. He called for what he wanted. See, many times we have been duped into saying how it is. Well, we're just going to tell it like it is. Well, you're going to stay right where you are. If you tell it like it is, you're going to stay where you are. If you're going to tell us like it is and you're broke, well, 10 years from now, you're still going to be. If you're going to tell us like it is, if you're sick 10 years from now, you still going to say, you could be dead. Now, what does the scripture say? See, we've been duped into saying, well, you just, you know. But what does the scripture say? Call those things that, which do not exist as though they did. See, the Bible tells you to imitate God as little children, imitate their parents. So the Bible tells you what to do. It call those things that don't exist as though they did. You call for healing. You call for the thing that you desire. See, Jesus said, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive it. You've got to have some desire. See, you have some desire, whatsoever things you desire. Call those things that you desire as though you had them. Now, you're not trying, when you're walking in this kind of faith, you're not trying to fool anybody. You're not trying to impress anybody. You're not trying to persuade anybody. You are building yourself up. In fact, I hardly ever let anybody hear what I say. I'm not interested in what they think. I'm not interested in impressing them. I'm not interested in deceiving them. I'm interested in a change. See, I'm interested in breaking free from whatever is attacking me. I'm interested from moving from one position to another. I'm not interested in staying where I'm at. And, and you know, Jesus didn't say you had to broadcast it. He just said you had to say it. He went on to say that if you'll say with your mouth and doubt not in your heart. See, Mark 11, 23 and 24, 23 says that if you will say, doubt not and believe in your heart, you're going to have something. And what is it that you're going to have? Your own words. 
See, you have to believe what you say. Jesus said that if you believe your words, you'll have those things. Amen? And so you call for the things that you want. See, the scriptures are different than the world system. See, the world system tells you you got to just talk about how it is and how it's been and where you come from. You know, there's nothing wrong with talking about where you come from to give people hope. If you come from somewhere like me, you can get a lot of hope. <laughs> you know, anything is possible. Right? And so you trust the Word of God. And so what you do in those situations, you command, just like Jesus did in this situation, you command the sickness to cease. We can be so influenced by the world, we forget who we are. We can be so pressured by the world, we forget who we are. Now, we of ourselves are nothing, but our ability is in Him. See, it's the greater one that lives in us. We, the church, are the only ones that have the answers to all the problems that we're seeing right now. The world does not have the answer. It does not. It is the church that has the answer. It is you that have the answer. It's the greater one that lives in you that has the answer. And we're going to have to take some bold steps. Right? Now, how do we access or extract this power in our daily walk? How do we gain access to this power? How do we release this power? See, God's word, we just got through seeing where God's ability is contained in his word. He called it the word of his power, the word of his ability, God's ability. That word upholds you. I don't care what kind of circumstances in life you're facing. If you'll get the word of God in your mouth, you'll overcome it. Now, you may not feel any different. You may not look any different. It may not seem any different. But if you'll stay with it, you'll overcome, you'll crush all those obstacles. They'll be brought to nothing. The word of God will bring them to nothing. Now, notice in verse Romans 10, verse 6 through 9. Romans 10, verses 6 through 9, it says, But the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from the dead. Now notice you see in the first part here, he's telling you what not to do. He's telling you what not to do. Don't let the only thing you say be in your heart. And do not say bring Christ down from the dead or bring Christ up from the dead. Now notice this. Or, or that is to bring Christ down from above. Or who will ascend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? See, see, really what it's saying here, the attitude is, is there's two attitudes there in the first part of that scripture. The first one is, is that only saying it in your heart. Now, it's got to be in your heart or it won't work. But until you release it with your mouth, there's no power exuded, uh, sent forth. There's no change out here in this earth until it comes out of your mouth. And I'm going to show you that in just a second. But the second attitude is here. This is what people think sometimes. If Jesus was here, he could do something about this. If only Jesus was here. If only Jesus would show up. He's saying, don't say that. He's saying, don't say that. He goes on to tell you what to say. He goes on to say what to say. The word is near you. Now, what does the Bible call Jesus? The word of God. He's the word. And so if you want to bring Jesus on the scene, you've got to bring the word on the scene. You've got to release the word of God with your mouth. And when you release the word of God with your mouth, through your mouth, Jesus shows up. The power shows up when you release it. But it's got to come from your mouth. And then you, it, it, you can further qualify that different ways, but I'm not going to spend time there. But so there's two attitudes here. And the first attitude is don't only say in your heart. You can ponder on things until you die and they never change. But it's when you do something with that. It's when you release the power and the ability of God into your atmosphere that things will begin to change. And you do that with your words. Nothing is released. See, you have a Bible full of power laying on your coffee table. But it has no power until it's coming out of your mouth. It lies there dormant as seed. Seed in a bag will stay for thousands of years. You remember a documentary I told you about? I saw a documentary where they 
found corn seed in pyramids that was over 4,000 years old. And it was in sacks. You want to know what happened when they planted that seed? It grew corn. But yet, in that bag, it lied dormant. Nothing was done. No increase came. No, no change came. No fruit was produced because it lied dormant in the sack. <laughs> the word of God is planted. See, Jesus said, if you had faith, you would say. If you had faith as a mustard seed, you would say. You would plant. Your words plant the seed. Your words plant the seed. Now, so the two attitudes is, the first one is, don't only say in your heart. It's got to be in your heart, but it's got to come out of your mouth. He qualifies that in the last part of the verse. And the second part is, don't just say, well, if Jesus was here, he could do something about it. No, you're here, and you can bring Jesus on the scene by quoting the Word of God. He is the Word. Amen? And when you quote the Word of God, that's Him. That's Him. You release God's ability when you release the Word of God. When you release the Word of God out of your mouth, you release the ability of God. The ability of God is constrained with your lips. Hallelujah. The ability of God is hindered. Somebody says, well, how can I hinder God? Well, you can't hinder him over the universe and all the different things and certain times and stuff that he's got planned. But in your own life, you can hinder him. The, 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 he, he said you, uh, in, in the Psalms, he says, you have limited. He was talking to the Israelites and he says, you have limited the Holy One of Israel. You have limited what I wanted you to do. And then in the 23rd chapter of Matthew, he says, O Israel, O Israel, how often I longed to gather you as a hen does her chicks, but you were not with them. Not you, but he was talking to the crowd. So, and he said, he wanted to do something, but he couldn't. You have the ability to release the power of God into your own life or to constrain. And he's simply saying here, the word of faith which we preach. But what does it say? The word is near you. Now notice, in your mouth and in your heart. It's got to be in both places. And when you get the word of God in your heart and it's in there strong and you release it with your mouth, change is coming. There ain't a devil in hell that can stop it. I don't care what the news media says, none of them can stop it. If you believe it. If you believe it. See, Jesus said, if you'll believe and doubt not in your own heart, but believe those things that you say. See, you, you've got to continually put the word of God in until faith comes. See, Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And when you put that word of God in there, that's the first part. You've got to plant it in your heart until faith is produced. You've got to hear it and hear it and hear it. And when you hear it and hear it and hear it, it'll produce faith in you. And then when you speak it, you won't doubt in your heart. You ever said something with your mouth that you knew wasn't true? It's called a lie. You ever done that? And what happens in your heart when you do that? Your heart knows that what you said ain't, ain't true. Well, it's very similar when you have unbelief. You can be quoting scriptures but or, or saying something. Maybe you're saying something because you heard somebody else do it, but if your heart don't believe it, Jesus has told you it ain't happening. But he's told you the two things you got to have. So what do you do? You go back to the Word of God and you find in the Scriptures what belongs to you and make sure that what you're confessing belongs to you. See, I'm not trying to teach you how to get something uh, that's out there in the world. I'm trying to tell you what the Bible says. I'm trying to get it. I want you to get everything the Bible wants you to have and nothing in it doesn't. Does that make sense? Right? And so we're talking about apprehending the word of God. We're talking about dwelling in the word of God until faith is produced and we release it with our mouth. And when we do, we have the results of that. Now, notice this. The two attitudes were, don't say bring you, well, Jesus could help us. No, he's telling you, you've got all the power you will ever need. And I say another example of that when Jesus was out on the boat and going across, he told the disciples, he said, go to the other side. He told them they had the word for it, go to the other side. Well, with the Bible against it, he says, and see, when God tells you something or there's a prophecy released, there's going to be all kinds of forces of hell to prevent that. That's why he tells you to wage a good warfare. When, when, when prophecy is given, he tells you to wage a good warfare. 
because Satan has heard that as well, and it becomes his purpose to stop it because he knows anything that God prophesied ain't going to be good for him. And so he attacks the prophecy. He attacks the things in your life. He attacks the word of God. Don't think it's strange when you believe God that something goes wrong. Of course it is. But he can't stop it unless you quit. Now, if you quit, well, then he can stop it, but it's up to you. But if you'll hold fast, see, that's what John said on the of Adams. He said, hold fast that which thou hast. Hold fast to your confession. Hold fast to what you believe. Because there's going to be opposition to what you believe. And if you observe that observation long enough, you'll doubt what you believe to begin with. You can't. Jesus said, be careful what you hear. Be careful what you see. You have to be careful what goes into the heart. See, Jesus said that all of these things come from the heart. From the heart, man commits adultery. From the heart, man does these things. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good things. There ain't but one good thing on this planet. And that's the Word of God and the Holy Spirit. A good man, from the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good things. What do you got in your heart? Well, that's what you're going to produce. Whatever's in your heart, that's what you're going to produce. Whatever's in your heart, from the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. And when you speak from the abundance of the heart, that always comes to pass. That always comes to pass. Whatever you connect to, whatever your words are that agree with your heart, whatever's in your heart in abundance that comes out of your mouth will always come to pass in your life. If you always think that your car is going to break, it's always going to break. And that's good for business for me. However, however, you need to change that. So it's, it, it's so easy to develop faith in, the, in, in negative things because we live in a negative planet that's conducive to it. It's easy. All you got to do is collapse. Any old dead fish can float downstream. It takes a live one to go up it. And you're going to go up the stream. You're, you know, Jesus said in this world it's going to be difficult for you. But be of good cheer. I've stripped of his power. It's where you become to learn to be like him. You're not going to need any faith in heaven. There's not going to be any dead people or sick people or poor people. I mean, the streets that you walk on are pure gold. Money won't exist anymore. The abundance will be overwhelming. Sickness will be not heard of. Won't exist. There will be no devils to cast out. There will be no people to get healed. There will be no financial hardship to overcome. You got to do that here. You got to practice that up here or down here. But what does it say? The word is near you and in your mouth or in your mouth and in your heart. The word of faith which we preach. Now, that if you confess, Romans 10, 6, it goes on to say, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart. So if you confess with the mouth and believe with the heart, you will have, you will be saved. Now, until, I want you to listen to this. The word has to not only be in our heart, but it must be in our mouth. No salvation or help is possible until we confess with our mouths. No help is available. No help is available until you confess with your mouth. Until you begin to speak it out. God's ability is in his word. And when you begin to confess his word, you bring God's ability on the scene. Until Satan gets you to compromise on it. Until he presents you with enough examples. You can't. You've got to turn your eyes off to certain things. You've got to turn your ears off to certain things. You can build faith so, so strongly inside of you. You become fully persuaded. Fully persuaded. And there will be no fear. There will be no fear. You can drive fear out. See, perfect love drives out fear. Now, you can't count your life dear to you and do that either. There's a lot there involved. But, thank God, there's a peace. Oh, praise Jesus, there's a peace that the world don't have. It doesn't matter 
You can become so full of the Spirit of God. You can become so full of the Word of God. There's nothing the world can offer. It'll have no hold or effect on you. You'll have no fear of it. Nothing. But that's accomplished through the Word. And you have to slow your mind down long enough until you spend enough time in the Word until it hits your spirit. Until it produces in your spirit. And then when it produces in your spirit, there will be an overwhelming joy. And you'll find the pearl in the field that the man sold everything for to gain. No other thing can bring that kind of satisfaction. No, you were developed where only that will bring you satisfaction. That's the only true life there is. In him was life. And the life was the light of the fire of man. Yes. In him is life. In his word. In the word is life. Now, no salvation or help is possible. You can't even be born again unless you confess the word of God with your mouth. You can't even be adopted into heaven. You cannot become part of the kingdom of heaven. How much less anything else that you're believing God for without confessing it. You must believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that God has raised Jesus from the dead or you can't even be born again. There is no salvation in your life possible until the word of God comes out of your You've got to speak. You've got to make the word of God known. You've got to refuse things that the world tries to put on you. You've got to refuse sickness's right to live in your body. Now, sickness comes to all of us. It presents itself to all of us. It does. It shows up. But what you do about it is what matters. Hardship. Financial hardship shows up to all of us. All of us have experienced it. If you haven't, just hang on a little bit. Because we live in a fallen world. But it's what we do about that hardship. We're not supposed to camp out there. We're not supposed to stay there and talk about how it is. No, you're supposed to confess what you want. What you desire. Strike to the root of it. Move on from it. It's when we put the word of God in our heart and let it come out of our lips that salvation in our life is possible. That change is possible. A man cannot be born again without doing it. His spirit cannot be made new. He will never know God unless he confesses that God has raised Jesus from the dead. And when he does that, instantly the power of God hovers over his spirit. He's born again. Jesus said that which is born of the flesh is flesh and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. And Jesus further said, you must be born again. And the only way you can get there, the only way the Holy Spirit hovers over you, the only way that there's a power exerted on your spirit till you become a new creature in Christ Jesus is when you believe what he said and you say it with your mouth and then instantly the power of God's made available to you. And you become born again. Well, it's like that with any other thing. It's when you believe it and begin to confess it. When you begin to confess the word of God. Now, Joshua 1 7 Nate says only be strong and very courageous we're not supposed to be weak and timid no 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 bold bold do not fear do not fear that's what God says don't have any fear to you. don't have any fear at all no fear whatsoever you know, if you say with your mouth and believe in your heart, you can, you can have whatever. When, when COVID first came out, I began to confess I have the antibodies. I said that at a, a family event the other day. Oh, you must have gotten it. Did you get it? I said, nobody didn't get it. Well, then how do you have the, how do you got the antibodies? I said, because I believe for them. What do you think being redeemed from the curse is? In my blood contains the antibodies to every sickness and every disease. <laughs> well, what if you get around somebody? It'll be fine. Nothing will happen. Well, I wouldn't say that out loud. <laughs> Why not? Well, the devil might hear it. That's exactly who I said it for. <laughs> I wanted him to hear it. Somebody said, well, that's awful bold. Who do you think you are? Nobody. I think I'm nobody. I think I'm less than nobody. 
I think God should have chosen a thousand other people besides me. But his word reports me. I have no confidence in myself at all. None. None whatsoever. In fact, I can mess it up as fast as anybody. I have no confidence in my ability, but I've got all the confidence that I'll ever need in the Word of God. And the Word of God says that. The Word of God says that no plague or calamity come not my way. That's what I believe. Oh, well, I had some of them laugh at me, you know. They all got COVID. <laughs> I still ain't got it. I go to where they're at. I pray for them. They hands on somebody. Well, you can't do that. Well, I did. One of them got off the plane, was throwing up and all kinds of stuff, you know. And it's funny how they'll give you a hard time until they get sick. And guess who they will pray for? And sometimes they get mad because I don't pray long. I don't pray long. See, Jesus said they think they'll be hurt for their many words. No, I just say, no, you got to go, Satan. That's it. Something about like that. And they'll stand around waiting for me to pray long. I'm not praying any longer. I'm not going to pray any louder. Speak louder, God can hear you. No, you heard me. Jesus said, I know you always hear me. Well, he's throwing up, laying in the bed, burning up in the fever. Go in there and pray for him 30 minutes later. He's fine. He's sitting up. Everybody else watching TV. How does that happen? Because you doubt not in your hearts. You confess the word of God. The word of God is more powerful than anything. Anything. COVID didn't change the word of God. No. We changed. We sank like a rock. Thank God we're standing on. Some of us are choosing to stand on the word of God. Right. Now, what does that mean by that? Somebody says, well, well, what if you got it? Well, that's okay. Sickness comes to all of us. Do something about it. We're not condemning anybody that got it. No, 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 no. No. Lord, no. A thousand times no. Do something about it. It should leave your body faster than it does anybody else's. Put the word of God forth. Put it forth. Put the word of God on it. Run it off. We're not condemning anybody. No, we're not in the business of condemning. We're in the business of helping. We're in the business of helping. Jesus said, I don't condemn even to an adulteress, Jesus said, I don't condemn you. Woman, where are your accusers? I'm certainly not going to condemn somebody because they got sick. No, no, no. That's going against the word of God. No, we want to get in there and help them. Ain't that right? We want to help them. We want to pray with them and support them and get them out of there. Get them out of that situation. Teach them how to stand on their own feet. Teach them how to stand up and resist the devil, resist sickness. But look at Joshua 1 7 1 8. I met a little bit. Is that all right? Anybody mad with me? So Joshua 1 7 through 8 says, Only be strong and very courageous. There's coming a time when we preach like this that we're going to get in trouble. And I'm okay with it. I look forward to it. Why? Because Paul experienced more of the anointing of God when he preached boldly like this and got in trouble. And every time he got in trouble, he experienced more of the presence of God. And you reach a place in your Christianity, if you're really walking with God, that's what you want. You want more of the presence of God, not less. And if there's a price to pay for it, then you pay it. Because there's nothing greater. There's nothing that compares to it. No other thing compares to it. Only be strong and very courageous. That you may observe to do according to all that the law of Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your coffin table. <laughs> That's what we thought it said. You know, maybe you just slip the Bible under your pillow and maybe some of it lose in. Right? Carry it in your pocket. Maybe that'll work. No. No, it won't work there. It won't work in your pocket. It won't work on your coffee table. It won't work under your pillow. No, it'll be like that sack of corn in that Egyptian tomb. Where does it work? This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Hallelujah. Do you see it? 
Do you see it? Sitting on your table. It's just another book. Now the Bible, don't, don't misunderstand me. That's the word of God. But there's no power. You understand what I'm saying. There's no power released until it comes out of your mouth. Nothing changes. Now the word of God is powerful. But it lies dormant. It has no effect. It has no effect. Until it comes out of your mouth. And once it comes out of your mouth, the nomos is released. Power is released. The ability. Of, think about that. God upholds all things by the word of his power. His ability is in his word. God upholds all things. If you're, if you're standing on the word of God, God will not let you be put to shame. No. no. I've been saying this stuff for 25 years. Not one time in 25 years have I looked back and said, well, I wish I wouldn't have said that. I wish I wouldn't have believed God. No, I'll tell you what I haven't. That I tell you what I do wish that I would have believed them more. I wish I'd have been more bold. I wish I'd have been stronger. I wish I'd have spent more time in the Word. I wish I'd have spent more time in prayer. Not one time do I look back and say, "Oh, I wish I wouldn't have been so bold." Nope, not once. Not once. Now, I've been wrong, but every time when my heart was right towards God, He. Every single time. Even when I was wrong, God honored it. God watches over his word to perform it. He watches over his word to perform it. No, there's nothing wrong. Be bold. Be bold. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. But you shall meditate. The word meditate there means to mutter. It means to repeat over and over and over. It means to say it over and over and over. And when you meditate on it day and night, then, that you may observe to do according to all that's written in it. For then you will be prosperous and then you will have good success. <coughs> now, when are you going to be prosperous and have good success? When you have spoken and confessed the word of God continuously, you're going to experience success you're going to prosper and you're going to be in health. The word good success there, some, some versions translate it, the ability to, to deal wisely in the affairs of this life. When you confess the word of God, there becomes a sensitivity inside of you to what's right and wrong. There becomes a knowing inside of you. When you meditate in the word of God, life of God, the life of God is in his word. The life of God is in his word. And when you meditate in that word, that life gets into you. In him was life. And the life was the light of me and the fire of me. And that life produces a strong knowledge inside of you what's right and wrong in every situation. Through his exceeding great and precious promises, Peter said that we become partakers of the divine nature. Through the word of God, the promises that are in the word of God, you become a partaker of the divine nature of God. The word of God. You become strong and bold. And the word of God will always be your guide. The Holy Spirit works in conjunction with the word. He says meditate it. Confess it day and night. That you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous. Hallelujah. When you're meditating in the word. And then you will have good success. Now. Jesus. As uh, this summer. I'll tell you a couple of little stories here. We're going to start closing up. But. You guys know about our situation that we have with Trevor, and that took a lot of wind out of my sails, you know. It took a while to recover. And uh, finally, the Lord spoke to me and dealt with me and broke that heaviness over me in 30 seconds. Now, I sit there and water in that mess for 14, 15 days. Just deep darkness over that situation. Sadness that was unbearable. And finally, the Lord, the Word of God, See, Jesus said, if you abide in my words and my words abide in you, you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. And finally, the Lord brought me some light in the situation. 
told me what to do, and I'm not going to go into all the details of that, but told me what to do, and instantly the heaviness was broken off of me. But the, but the point is, point of my story is, is I had bought, this summer I had bought five brand new motorcycles. Or uh, during the time that Trevor was there, some of them for him to train him different purposes. And uh, I had bought him a brand new one. Uh, well, all of them were brand new, but the last one I bought him was, a, was really nice. And I was going to give it to him on Christmas. And so um, we were going to, you know, he'd kind of gotten past some of the first ones, and I was going to give him this one on Christmas. And uh, um, before I could give it to him, his parents came and snatched him up and took him back. And so I uh, I sold all the other ones, you know, sold the other bikes and stuff, but that, that last one there, I just didn't want to get rid of it. And I put it on, I guess to some degree, I, I put it on Facebook Messenger and nothing was happening with it. And uh, I didn't really want to think about it, to be honest with you. And so all the other ones sold quickly. I didn't lose any money on that deal, by the way. Now you think about that five brand new motorcycles. I got all my money out of them. All of them. All of them. After we rode them. Some of them I had people fighting over to come by. But this one here, see, I didn't pay much attention. And I put it there, and I guess to some degree I didn't want it to go. And it sat there, and it was on Facebook Messenger Marketplace for a month. No activity, no nothing. <laughs> And so I went to, you know, and I was talking, and I said, and I heard myself say, I heard myself say, you need to hear yourself say something sometimes. See, it's out of the abundance of your heart, the mouth speaks. To some degree, I didn't want it to go. And then to some degree, and then in the process of that, nobody was biting on it. And I thought, well, that bike must, and I heard myself say this. I said, well, nobody must like that bike. And it struck me in my heart. Now, after the Lord released me from the oppression, I, I kind of brought it up to the Lord. And he said, well, it ain't ever going to say He said, you've got to talk to it. He said, you've told it that nobody wants it. And I said, my goodness, I sure have it. And so I went out there and I looked at it and I put my hands on it and I touched it and I said, listen, somebody likes you. Somebody wants you. They're going to fight over getting you. In Jesus' name, amen. That's about how long I talked to I had over 10 people last night trying to get him. It sold this morning. In less than 12 hours of speaking to it, I went from having it with no activity to 10 people trying to buy it and to it being sold for exactly what I paid for it, brand new and all the money in my pocket at 12 hours. But somebody says, how does that work? Just like Jesus said. Or don't you feel silly talking to it? Because I've been doing that a long time. Now in the beginning, you will feel silly talking to your circumstances, talking to your situation. You will feel silly. But when it starts working for you, you don't care about what nobody else thinks. You ain't worried about what nobody else thinks. In fact, you didn't say it for their benefit. You didn't want them to hear it. You wanted the thing to hear it. Jesus said, say to it. Say to it. Pastor talked about that Sunday. You know, you get a four-wheel drive, climb the mountain. That's the craziest thing. Right? Sing a song about it. Lord Jesus, I hope I'm never in some work teaching and somebody sings that song. You imagine the unbelief you'd have to dig through to preach to those people. So, <laughs> no. Now you think about this. We're closing. Y'all tired of hearing me talk yet? And so, you, you, <laughs> you think about this. Somebody said, well, the storms are alive are designed to make you stronger. They're designed by God to make you tougher. Well, let's see. Let's examine. So Jesus said, that any man that hears my words and does them, I'll tell you who he's like. He's like a man that dug into the earth and built his house on the rock. And the winds came, the rains descended, and the waves 
beat on that house and it could not fall. Could not. He didn't say it wouldn't fall. He didn't say it didn't fall. He said it couldn't fall. Hallelujah. Now you get that down inside of you. You build on the foundation of the word of God and you cannot fall. Jesus is telling you that if you'll build on my words, I will guarantee your success. Hallelujah. He's telling you how to fail. Jesus is telling you plainly how to fail and how to succeed. He's telling you exactly how to succeed. He's telling you exactly how to win. If you'll build on my words, he said, the rains will descend, the winds will come, the waves will beat on the house, but it cannot fall. Cannot, could not, could not. He didn't say it didn't. He didn't say it wouldn't. He said it cannot, could not, could not. You build on the word of God, your life becomes as stable as anything that's ever been. But then he said there was another man. Now see, the world says that the winds and the waves came to make you stronger. Well, let's find out. Jesus said there was another man that built his house, that heard Jesus' sayings, and did not do them. Now, if you had it the world's way, the world would say, and the rain descended, the wind blew, and the waves beat upon the house, and it raised it up about four feet in the air and put a concrete uh, uh, foundation under it and it became stronger than ever. No. No, that is not what Jesus said. Jesus said it came and wiped the house out. It destroyed it. The purpose of the wind and the wave and the rains descending is to destroy you. Do not be deceived. It is not to make you stronger and it didn't come from him. When the winds beat on that sea and beat on that ocean and the waves were roaring, who do you think was behind it? Somebody said, well, God was testing their faith. No, because Jesus rebuked it. And if Jesus rebuked it, he couldn't be rebuking God. You mean to tell me that Jesus stood up and rebuked God? No, that ain't what happened. Any house divided against itself will fall. No, it was Satan that came to steal and to kill and to destroy and if you don't build on the word of God and build your house on something else, I don't care how nice it looks when the winds come and the waves roll and the wind beat on the house, you know what's going to happen? It's going to be exactly what Jesus said is going to happen. It's going to fall and it's going to fall all over the place because it is not designed to make you stronger. The word of God is designed to make you stronger. The word of God is designed to make you bold. The word of God is designed to give you strength. Hallelujah. Can't hardly say it any further than that, can we? <laughs> the word of God is designed to do that. You act on the word of God, you can't fall. You can't fail. It might look like you fail. It might look like you fall, but you just keep hanging on. You just keep hanging on. God will make it right. God will make it right. He watches over his word to perform it. When you say it, It'll come to pass, and it'll come to pass just like you said it would if you believe it. Somebody says, well, what if I don't believe it? Well, you need to go back to the Word. Convince yourself in the Word that it belongs to you. Hallelujah. Many things I've done like that. I'll close with this. I am closing. I'm going to say close. We, we bought a house in early years, and we tried to sell it in the middle of the market crash. Remember when the market crash in the houses, the values went down, Everything was plummeting and all those kinds of things. You know, nobody could sell anything. And lost all kinds of money in their houses and all kinds of stuff. Well, we got it. Well, we worked it out. I would say that we were going to move and needed to sell that house. And right in the middle of that. And uh, I was a little quicker. And we'd drive up. And I'd look at that house. And me and my wife would say, house, somebody likes you. They like your shutters. They like your doors. They like the way your driveway looks. They like the way your grass is. They like everything about you. They can't wait to get you. They can't wait to buy you. And we're going to do good on you too. We're going to make money, not lose. In Jesus' name. Well, we sold it. Made more money than we paid for it. And it only took us about 13 days. 
in the middle of it. Somebody said, that's not possible. Well, it is. It's possible. Jesus, Jesus said all things are possible. I sure hope I've stirred you. That's what I want. Be careful. I'll close with this. Be careful what you hear. Be careful what you see. Everything is badged, is camouflaged in good, kind sayings. You have to be careful. Pay attention to your heart. When you're around something and you feel your heart sinking, get away from it. Cut your ear off to it. Close your eyes to it. Move away from it. Run from it. You were given an unction for a reason. That unction is designed to teach you. When, when, when you're in the presence of God, get familiar with that. And so you know what that's like. You know what the presence is like. And when you get around other things that are contrary to it, your spirit starts cringing. Get away. Run. Run from it. Run from it because it's taking faith from you. It's causing you to become weak and vulnerable. Go back and get in the Word. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, I guess I'm finally close. <laughs> I can preach for days right now. I'm just telling you. The Word of God is that good. It is. It's that good. Things happen to us because we let them happen to us. There are circumstances that come. Don't, don't misunderstand. They come to all of us. But we ain't got to be continually, continuously ill by. Bad things happen to us. Mistakes happen to us. Accidents happen. Things come. But we ain't got to stay in them. They ain't got to dominate us. Amen? There's a difference, right? I'm not trying to sit up here and say because you walk in faith that you're going to tiptoe through the tulips. No, you're not. You're not going to tiptoe through the tulips. In fact, you're going to have a target on your back. Satan will see to it that hardship comes. But that's where you get to practice. If no hardship came, how are you going to practice? How are you going to win? How are you going to grow? Hallelujah. Praise God. I can run on for days. Jesus, we just thank you. Father, we just praise you and we thank you. You're such a good God. Such a wonderful, wonderful God. And Father, I thank you for the truth of your word. We thank you for the truth of your word. And we don't have to shrink back from it. And Father, you give us wisdom and you make us deal wisely in the affairs of this life. And Father, we give you all the praise and the honor and the glory for it in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. All right. God bless y'all. Thank y'all for putting up with me. And, uh, and uh, I get excited sometimes when I talk about this. I've been meditating on it a while and I'll tell you some things that happened in my own spirit. It's really lifting me back up. We need that, don't we? Yes. We need to be on fire.